Faster than electricity through Frankenstein's neck bolts, more blood-sucking than the twinks of twilight, forever dressed as a bedsheet ghost because all the Spider-Man costumes were sold out. Look over there, it's Cujo, it's the island of Dr. Moreau. No, it's Captain Punishment! <laughs> Three-headed, demon-possessed, alien-abducted, teen-slashing-American psycho. <laughs> Operation Attack Squirrel presents the Captain Punishment Adventure Hour Halloween Spectacular. This horrifyingly creepy story of madness is entitled, Something Snatchy This Way Comes. But first, a quick message from our sponsor. This issue of the Captain Punishment Adventure Hour is brought to you by Java Bucks Coffee Shop. Try our fall favorite, pumpkin spiced frappa cider. Grab one at one of our hundred locations on your block. Java Bucks Coffee Shop where coffee that doesn't taste like coffee costs more than your rent. Our eerie tale of Halloween woe begins in present-day Skag City, USA, where I'm sure some really goosebumpy type shit is probably going down. But since I just won an all-expenses-paid weekend vacation to the Skag City Strip at the last office raffle, my ass has got a plane to catch. I'm sure some other dickhead can fill you in on all punishments business. I'm out, bitches. <laughs> Right here at my desk, Chief. No need to yell. Eggslinger! Why do you hate me? I don't hate you, Chief. How long have I been stationed manager here at CNT, also known as Central News Telecommunications? Almost 35 years, Chief. And out of those 35 god-awful years, how many have I spent as your station manager? 12 delightfully euphoric years, Chief. Huh! And those 12 years, I've had six heart attacks. Seven, by my count. On average, I live with nine different ulcers. You're a miracle of modern medicine, Chief. My daddy has been stolen 17 times. I do miss your Senor Gonzalez phase. And I've caught herpes five times. One, actually, herpes is forever. Point is, I'm only you personally responsible for all but one of those things. You know, for the record, I have never stolen your identity. Where is my story, Eggslinger? We are sitting on the biggest news event in Skag City in years. And my ace reporter, who, by the way, happened to be sitting in the driver's seat for the whole ordeal, has now passed out the wheel and hit a damn blasted tree. No trees. Wide, wide awake, thank you very much. Where is my story? Relax, Chief. I'm in the finishing touches stage. I'll have everything ready for the morning show. Good, because get your ass up, Skag City. Could use a ratings boost. You better not eye-thumb me on this, Inkslinger. No plans to eye-thumb, Chief. That's all I need to hear. Just so you know, Inkslinger, you dropped the ball on this, and I swear the only thing you'll be covering are Dear Debbie Downer letters. Or my name isn't Perry Pasty, managing editor of CNT. Do you feel better now that your full title is out? A little. Good, now get out of here. Go home to Edna before she gets worried. Great Napoleon's ghost! Edna and I divorced three years ago. Terrific. Tell her I said hi. Ugh, I hate reporters. In Skag City, you get used to outlandish disasters. Plagues, supervillains, zombie bigots. They're all part of your daily life here in the Big Lemon. If you don't have the stomach for it, then you should probably move to Snoresville, the next town over. For those of us consistently in the fray of this explosive burg, sometimes it's hard to remember how most of these situations start. For this particular cataclysm, I believe this star reporter was covering a press conference given by the mayor of Skag City, Michael J. Glumenstein. Those who aren't privy to Mayor Glumenstein's story, his legacy was quickly becoming all about Skag City's health. In recent years, this billionaire-turned-politician tried to implement several better-you health changes for the city. From his mandatory bike-riding campaign to his soda ban bill, 
Glumenstein was on a mission to force this gluttonous city into shape. So just like the last thousand, this press conference started no different. Mayor Glumenstein patting himself on the back for his latest health craze idea. The results on my peas in a pod lunch program have been nothing but fantastic. Santa Mira High School on Skag City's west side has been our testing ground for my new healthy hot lunch program for inner city schools. And so far, the Santa Mira students have nothing to say but good things. And that's what we want, our students eating healthy. The completely organic peas in a pod meal is made from ingredients straight from Skag City's own community garden. Yet another positive even a moron could see. Lower cost, better food, keeping it local. All these are good things. Mayor Glumenstein, isn't this new school lunch program just one more floating log in a long line of failed health initiatives? <gasps> How many more of these stinkers are the obviously very stubborn people of Skag City going to be subjected to? Ah, Miss Inkslinger. I look forward to your petty interruptions. What fault can you possibly find in my peas in a pod lunch program? First off, have you done any research on this product? I read a pamphlet. Come on. How different can it be to the vitamin double D drops? Miss Inkslinger, all my peas in a pod lunch program is doing is helping the citizens of Skag City. Citizens of all ages, from the jobs created by the food factory to low-cost lunch options for the schools to a better food alternative for our children. So I ask again, what is your problem with the program? Let me through! You don't understand! It's not him! It's not him! Everyone froze as the enraged woman shoved her way into the room. Eyes crazed, this young lady still appeared as if she had just left a business lunch. Everyone stay calm. Security! Before any of us knew what had happened, a security guard approached the unstable woman. Don't you see it? He must be stopped! He's not the man he says he is! That's not the mayor! A struggle quickly ensued that ended with the sound of a gunshot. The security guard's lifeless body fell to the ground with a deafening thud. Spiraling out of control, this lunatic raised her gun towards the mayor. Then like clockwork, the skylight exploded and glass rained down on the crowd below. And there he was, leaping, oh, scratch that, falling from the ceiling. Skag City's premier yet bumbling super action hero Captain Punishment and his ragtag team of super misfits. In a stroke of pure dumb luck, the captain fell on top of the madwoman, knocking her unconscious. This was typical of this offbeat costume fool who somehow always came out on top, despite his best efforts to do otherwise. Don't worry, citizens of Skag City. You landed on the perp, sir. Again? You really need to practice your zipline training. No, we need better equipment. Sturdier fat guy ropes and stuff. Is that guy dead? It's a woman, and she'll live. Well, well, Mayor Glumenstein. Looks like saving you is becoming a full-time job for me. Yeah, you're welcome. Bravo, Captain Punishment. The citizens of Skag City appreciate your constant interference in their lives. It's my pleasure, Mr. Mayor. While you're here, Mr. Punishment, 
You are the headmaster of your own school, are you not? Yes, I am. Oh, this can't be good. And I assume your students have nutritious meals provided for them by said school? I'm sure they do. Don't let him suck you in. So, why don't you give my peas in a pod lunch program a try? There it is. It makes sense. The low cost. Hey, save the pitch. I'll take four boxes of each. Got any of those peanut butter crunches? Well, that's not exactly how it works. Lardman, listen to this so I don't have to. I'll get your signature stamp, sir. As the madwoman's perp walk began, I found it strange that none of my other journalistic peers seemed to trace the identity of this culprit. I know that not every reporter has my tenacious attitude and investigative prowess, but I thought that someone might link together that the suspect was Mayor Glumenstein's former assistant, Miley Bunnell. I know local politics is a bore, but still this seemed odd. I noticed quickly that one of the arresting officers was an old friend of mine, Lieutenant Dickie Shepard. History's a funny thing. Sometimes it can keep you awfully friendly with the right people. I knew if I played my cards right, Shepard would sneak me a chat with Bunnell. So I broke away from the crowd and waited a block away. In a few moments, the transport arrived, and in a very confusing turn of events, this brave reporter decided to step out in front of the oncoming van. Damn it, Eastlinger! I almost creamed you! Oh no, no, not this time. I can't. They always say that, but it always turns out that they actually can. As I climbed in the back of the van, I didn't see the maniac I had seen before, but something more subdued. It's over! Too late! We're all doomed! Miss Bunnell? Miley Bunnell? It's over! Don't you understand? What's over, Miley? Your job? Your relationship with the mayor? That's not the mayor! Not my mayor. What makes you say that? He's not the same man. He looks like the same man, but it's not him. Why do you think he's not the same man? Don't look at me like I'm crazy. I'm not crazy. Miss Bunnell, I don't believe that you're crazy. I just need you to start from the beginning. For three years, I've worked for Michael Glumenstein. Started as his intern and worked my way up to his assistant. I know that man better than his own wife. So I've heard. Then one day, he changed. Changed how? It was that day a few months ago. You know, that day we had the total eclipse of the sun? Total eclipse of the sun! Ugh, not more eclipsers propaganda. Suddenly he was doing things out of character. Misplaced items, mismatched clothes. At first I thought he was just sick or something, but then he... He what? Every day before work, I would go into the mayor's office. For what? (sighs) For my daily butt punt. Uh, say again? The mayor has a fetish. He gets off on kicking his underlings, and they're, you know. Really? A butt-kicking fetish? Yeah, it's not as weird as it sounds. It's never violent, just a little nudge with his foot. Never bothered me, and he pays well. Hey, don't judge me. It's politics. That it is. So what's this have to do with anything? Then one day he stopped. I went into his office, bent over, and he got upset. He became uncomfortable, like he'd never heard of the idea before. He threw me out of his office. Maybe he just finally realized it was weird. Because it is. Every day for the last three years, precisely at 10.23 a.m., including vacations and holidays, then one day he doesn't remember? Something has happened. And that was it. Our time was up. Come on, Eastlinger. We're almost to the station. Out before we all get busted. You got it, Dickie. Good luck, Miss Bunnell. Don't let it get you, Miss Inkslinger. Whatever it is, it's too late for me. It won't stop with him. Find the truth! Stifle it, squirrel turd! (laughs) 
So off Miley went to parts unknown as I waited for a cab. Even though tomorrow was Halloween, I still managed to secure an interview with the mayor first thing in the morning. When I finally made it home, all I wanted was that gentle hug of my best friend, the bed. But my day was not yet done. Hello, mother. Iris, is that you? Yes, mom, you called me. Is everything okay? How do I know it's you? Well, who else would it be? You're the one that dialed my cell phone number. Mom? Mom? Iris, are you sure it's you? Mom, how much volume are you on right now? Who can keep count with all this going on? Mom, why are you calling? It's your sister. Isabel? What is it? She's changed. This again? I mean, you know, girls her age, they're gonna go out, they're gonna... No, she's different. Off somehow. Like not the same person? I know the routine. What's she doing or not doing or whatever? She hasn't taken money out of my purse in days. No money? Seriously? No threats. No stereotypical teen angst outbursts in bed by 9.30pm lately. She's been nice. Pleasant, even. Oh, that is disturbing. How long's this been going on? A few weeks. She came home from Santa Mira High School one day, fell asleep, and when she woke up she was weird. I need you to come over here and talk to her. Listen, I've got an interview with the mayor first thing in the morning, and I'll stop by your place after that. Can't you get here any sooner? Mom, for the hundredth time, I have a life and a career to maintain. Isabel will be fine. Maybe she's finally growing up a little. I'll be there as soon as I can tomorrow morning. But I'm scared. Then just lock your bedroom door, drama queen. I'll see you tomorrow. I love you. My mother had a history of blowing things out of proportion. My sister had been such a delinquent over the last few years that my poor mother was in constant emotional turmoil. You have to pick your battles with that one. So after my nightcap of scotch and a generous slathering of yak semen to fend off the crow's feet, I was off to bed. The next morning's alarm pierced through my skull like Phineas Gage as I welcomed my old friend the hangover. By the time I made it to the mayor's office, I was not in the mood for our typical judgmental banter. So I helped myself to a cup of his coffee and started in. That's why tonight at my annual Halloween masquerade ball, we plan to have a grand unveiling of our peas in a pod lunch program. I thought that's what yesterday's press conference was for. Well, you can never have enough press. I guess my invitation to tonight's festivities must have been lost in the mail. An unfortunate mishap, I'm sure. I'll have my people look into it. Once you hear more about the program, you'll fall in love with it. All people do. Like Captain Punishment, which is fabulous. And a good opportunity for you. And for Captain Punishment. Possibly. Which brings me to my next question. Can you explain the blatant animosity you have for Skag City's favorite hero? Don't be ridiculous. I don't have any animosity for that man. Mr. Mayor, you recently said in an interview with Saddlebag Magazine, and I quote... Watching Captain Punishment fight crime is like watching a lard explosion on our town. He is so fat and stupid, I wish he would die. Well, that was taken out of context. No, that quote was in fact a response to the latest TV ad for the Captain Punishment Halloween costume. Ads? Television rots your brain. I like to spend my free time working out, Miss Inkslinger. Here, I have it queued up on my phone. Here, go ahead and take a look. 
This Halloween, only one costume has all the kids jumping into action. The official Captain Punishment Halloween costume. It's an adventure overload. Help me, help me. I'm the mayor, and I'm completely helpless and stupid. I'll save you, Mayor, like I always do, because I'm Captain Punishment. Take that, Mayor Hater. Bam! Pow! Mm, Thanks, Captain Punishment. I would be dead if not for you. Only you can save our worthless mayor from the clutches of evil with the official Captain Punishment Halloween costume. Each package includes plastic costume replica, fat belly padding, and a pack of Lunger cigarettes, flask not included. Nothing saves Skag City like a good punishment. Get yours today. Well, that certainly is an interesting interpretation to each their own. So do you have any comments at all about the ad, Mr. Mayor? Do I have a statement on an overweight blowhard buffoon who undermines my authority by his very existence? On the record. I don't give it much thought. I'm afraid our time is up, Miss Inkslinger. Right. Yeah, yeah, the Peapod lunch thing. The Michael Glumenstein Peas in a Pod school lunch program. Yes. It keeps me very busy. Yes, one more question. Why did you fire your former assistant, Miley Bunnell? I'm sorry, what? Miley Bunnell worked for you for the last three years until a few weeks ago when you fired her. Even more interesting is that yesterday she tried to kill you. Was she the assailant? I hadn't heard. So what was your question again? Why was she let go? I'm afraid Miss Bunnell had some very serious personal issues. My organization tried to work with her for as long as we could, but eventually we had to part ways. But what was the reason for her termination specifically? She had become, well, a little obsessed with me. (laughs) You, really? You seem surprised. Well, a 20-year-old intern gets obsessed with a guy who looks just like an extra from The Hobbit. It just doesn't add up. It happens a lot in this business. Smells fishy. Were you two having an affair? Absolutely not. This interview is over. Let's go, gentlemen. Come on, Mr. Mayor. What happened with Miley Bunnell? Be careful what you print, Miss Inkslinger. One day, one of your stories may come back to haunt you. Can I quote you on that, Mr. Mayor? And off he went, dodging my questions like I dodged my school loan payments. After a rough exit courtesy of Blumenstein's handsy security guards, I soon found myself on the steps of my childhood home. Mom, open up, it's me. Come on, Mom, it's Iris. Enough with this guilt trip. I got here as soon as I could. It's good to see you, Iris. Please come in. Uh, thanks. What's what's going on? Yes, everything is fine. I see you made it through the night. Yes, I was mistaken before. There is no need for alarm. I am fine, content. And Isabel? I'm fine, Iris. Oh, don't sneak up on me like that. I'm sorry. Maybe you should relax. Have a seat. Maybe have some tea. <laughs> you know I don't drink tea. Listen, what's going on around here? Nothing. Everything is fine. We are doing well. Content. Really? Content? Content. I don't mind saying it. You two are putting off a really weird vibe right now. We are fine. We are happy. Like peas in a pod. So what happened since last night? Nothing. 
I have seen the error of my ways. I was confused, and now I am not. I showed mother there was no need to be afraid. We should embrace our future as it will be filled with bliss and understanding. What has happened to you? Where are the F-bombs, switchblades, spitting in my face? Something feels hinky. Right, Mom? She is fine. Content. No, she isn't. I am fine. Content. It was time for me to mature. Conform. Did you just say conform? You should sit. Come. Be content with us. We are family. We fit together. Like, like peas, peas in, in a, a pod. pod. Okay, now I'm officially creeped out. Just rest now. You should lie down. Yes, a nap will do you good. <laughs> nope, no nap for me. I'm good. I got a pretty good coke buzz on on the way over, so I'm not quite ready to come down. So I'm going to go ahead and take off, uh, seeing as you two are all so cozy and... Content. You cannot leave. Not until we are together. Like, like peas, peas in, in a pod. pod. And still spooky. I'm gonna go ahead and hit the bathroom real quick before I go. Something sure didn't smell right. Everything was not fine and I was not content. As I locked myself in my mother's bathroom, the horror of the situation began to build. Felt like my mother sounded on the phone last night, confused, paranoid, a little drugged up. Who were these women? Is this what Miley Bunnell was talking about? I needed help. So my first call was to the police. 911, what is your name and location? Yes, this is CNT star reporter Iris Inkslinger here, and I need a black and white at 1313 Sunny Blossom Lane stat. Something is wrong with my mother and sister. What seems to be the problem, ma'am? They've been taken over. I'm sorry, did you say taken over? Uh, no, I, I, I meant taken. They've been taken. I need an officer here ASAP. A squad car is en route to your residence. What's his ETA? Please just relax. The Skag City Police Department prides itself on making our citizens comfortable. We want them all to feel fine and content. Did you just say content? Yes, content. Like little peas in a pod. Oh my god. That's when I knew I was in too deep. It wasn't just my family being nutjobs, but an entire neighborhood under some sort of mind siege. There was only one person I knew who could handle this type of situation. Townhouse home for needies with powers and shit. Special Agent Larry Lardman speaking. Yes, this is CNT star reporter Iris Inkslinger here, and I need Captain Punishment immediately. He's a little busy at the moment. Another one? How many does that make? Seven? Damn! Lock them all in the gym. I don't care how busy he is. I'm a prominent citizen of Skag City, and I need his help. What seems to be the problem? It's my family. They're not... well, they're not themselves. Well, it's going around. Let me guess. They're content. We got some of that here. I need to get out of here, so send the captain, 1313 Sunny Blossom Lane. Like I said, he's got his hands full. I suggest calling the local authorities. They've already been infected. Of course they are. Well, how about the National Guard? Listen, I sent the signal. The... the bunny signal. Yeah, that one. I sent it. He has to come. Yes, he does. He'll be there momentarily. I don't know when Captain Punishment's punny signal became a thing. But it was common knowledge that if you needed the captain, then all you had to do was turn on the punny signal. Or at least say you did. He never really checked, and he always took your word for it. 
Just as I hung up the phone, my sister burst into the bathroom using a force she had never possessed before. Hey, Izzy, remember how we talked about privacy? Time is up. We must all join. Join us, Iris. Good thing I brushed up on my street beat karate. hey I kicked my kid sister off her feet and made my way into the hallway. As I rounded the living room, I ran into my mother, who stood there staring at me with a horrifyingly blank look on her face. And then came the scream. The sound was ear-shattering and seemed to echo throughout the house. My immediate reaction was to flee. The neighbors had started to gather outside, but hope of finding refuge was crushed when I noticed that same dead look on their faces. And then... What seems to be the problem, ma'am? Well, take a look around you, officer. Do you notice anything? Everyone looks fine to me. Yes, content. Like peas in a pod. Oh, shit. Now come, let us take you someplace where you can get some rest. We will take care of everything. We always do. And, and they, they always, always will. <laughs> I thought my card was punched for sure. But as he always does, Captain Punishment showed up almost too late. In an always classy move, my hero showed up in a rickshaw pulled by one of his students, Super Speedster Swift Winthrop, or Lickety Split, as he liked to call himself. It was a disturbing, I'm sure illegal, verging on child endangerment moment, but I didn't have many options left. We're here, Inkslinger. Who'd you piss off this time? Look, Mr. CP, she's got herself almost surrounded! The situation is under control. No outside assistance needed. One question. They all doing that peas in a pod thing? We, we are, are all peas in a pod. Yep, heard that a few too many times already. Good. Then so far, we're all following the same weirdo event. So you've already had experience with this? A few kids at the school got that stuck in their craw. We need to get out of here now. Why do they always have to Monday morning superhero us, Swift? Uh, no. We are the professionals. Would you two idiots look? A crowd of pea brains is forming. Everything, Everything is, is fine. fine. Contents. Like in a pod. Join us. Uh, this is getting out of hand. Swift! Yes, Cap. To the rickshaw! Look, it's time to explore a new Punishmobile, don't you, sir? Hey, fancy cars cost lots of money, boy. Plus, this is great exercise for you. Now strap up. And as for this rowdy crowdy, here's a few punny bombs for your trick-or-treat bags. Strapped, humiliated, and ready to go, sir. And we're off! Hey! We narrowly escaped the neighborhood of horror to head into something far more frightening. And now, a quick message from our sponsor. This issue of the Captain Punishment Adventure Hour is brought to you by Scaring. Boo! <laughs> Scaring? Within a few moments of leaving my family behind, I found myself in the middle of a science lab located at Captain Punishment School. This current weird abduction scenario should be right up the captain's alley, and my hope was that he could lead us out of this. 
Lardman, you better have some answers for me. This is like the best Halloween ever. What? A real-life Halloween mystery. <laughs> Looks like we've all been tricked, huh? Somebody throw this kid outside. It does not look good, Captain. We have six more cases quarantined in the gym, and our students are dropping like flies. What's happening, Mr. Lardman? Hey, watch the monitors while the grown-ups talk. Always get monitor duty. Captain, I had the science club do tissue and blood samples on a few of the infected students, and the results are... Troubling. It's Skag City. How troubling can it be? It's aliens, right? Is it aliens? No. M- maybe. Uh, what is she doing here, sir? Interrupting our cadence. Uh, we just rescued her from Santa Mira. From what again? <sighs> aliens, sir. Knew it. It appears they are of a parasitic nature. They attach themselves to a host and grow inside it until eventually gaining complete control. Ah, meat thieves. Gotcha. So how do we kill them? Why must you always go for the most male macho solution first? Because it makes the most sense. Hey, Captain, something is going on in the gym. These things want to take us over and destroy us, right, Lardman? All data indicates that, yes. The students are taking out the teachers. Yeah, they're not the fun, fuzzy type of aliens that want to cuddle up and share the world with us, right? No, sir. Do not appear to be. Oh, um, now they're starting to break out of the gym. So for our survival, one might suggest killing them makes the most sense. You know, so as they don't do it to us first. Mm. You dick. Hey guys, the alien students are now uh, attacking people in the halls. Problem is though, they seem to be very different. Wait, what's this? Zoom in camera C4. This species oh, seems to have shit. very Um, guys, we got a crowd of people abilities. outside the school gates. None of our we should probably do something here. Have been successful. Keep working on it. What? Damn, like the alien I wasn't. students I got have opened the gates. Covered. Okay, relax. Sir, we gotta we just get out of here. Keep Those our situation here contained. Lay low for a They're bit. The hall, and we'll eventually figure Captain! this out. Captain! Captain punishment! Yes, Swift? Oh shit, look at the monitors. They're here. Sir, we have a problem. I can see that, Lardman. No, Captain. The problem is, defiance is fruitless. Oh no. The more we fight, the more we sway from the pod. And we all should desire to be peas in the pod. We lost one of our own. The captain's personal assistant slash sidekick slash whipping boy had fallen victim to our alien invaders. I am so content. In an instant, he lunged at the captain, tackling him to the ground. Like a lightning bolt, Lickety Split zoomed over to his fallen headmaster, and before Pod Lardman could react, the speedster sent the alien flying back into his cohorts with a mini tornado. I had heard of Mr. Winthrop's powers, but seeing it firsthand was something different altogether. It was an amazing feat, the stuff of Ripley's, and a courageous attempt, but the masses were too much. We were all but completely overrun until... Ah, damn it! Now what? I think this is a good thing, sir. And it was a good thing. We'd been teleported to the top-secret hover base of the Covert Intelligence Agency, the World Enforcement of Rare Deformities. Anything deemed out of the norm was handled or investigated by this group, whose origins were shrouded in mystery. Only one thing was ever confirmed, and that was WEIRD was led by one man and one man only. Legendary super spy Mick Fierce. And there he stood, in all his masculine rough glory. Part Snake Pliskin and part man with no name. His powerhouse towered above us with his eye patch, covered in the smoke from his cigar. God damn punishment, sitting around on your ass as usual. Sorry, the smell of your sister's box knocked me off my feet. Thanks for the assist. Assist? What assist? I was trying to steal all your hydrochloric acid. It's for this thing I got going on. You assholes were just standing too close to the shelf. Why? What's going on with you? You were stealing my shit? 
Simple borrow, never return deal. So this is the WEIRD super secret hover base. And that must make you McFierce. Punishment, you brought a reporter aboard my vessel? Somebody ice the newsie. No, wait. Look, we got a full-scale alien invasion going on here. She's got to live. Francis, may I speak to you for a moment? Get your ass over here now. Excuse us one sec, please. So what's the deal here, pal? You trying to bang this broad? Is that what this let her live stuff is? Because you know I can't let her live. Not just this once. No. But, but, Look, but... I can give it the rest of this adventure, but a reporter who's been on my secret base? No, I get it. I'm not the bad guy here. Uh, kind of, but whatever. Pardon the interruption, General Fierce. The SOCAR device is ready. Should I set a course for Paris? Uh, I'm not sure yet, Agent Leslie. So, Punishment, you say you got aliens? Yeah, knee-deep in them. Panama 76 deep or Nicaragua 84 deep? I don't know. More like Detroit 04 deep. Oh, shit. Agent Leslie, how long until the Nukamaniacs Thunderbomb takes out Paris? Countdown began 20 minutes ago, sir. So approximately 12 hours. Oh, no problem. 12 hours is fine. I mean, if we don't have this wrapped up in six, we're all dead. So... Who gives a shit? That's why I like you, Punishment. You never make any sense. What do you need? Agent Leslie, set a course for Mayor Glumenstein's office. General Fierce? Yeah, listen to Captain Racing Stripe. He knows what needs to be done. As for you, Press Pass, you better hope for some mind wipe scenario or I'll- Or what? You'll kill me? Well, yeah. Dead. But let's hope for the best. Hedging my bets, I snuggled up close to punishment, hoping that would buy me more time to figure out what was going on. This wasn't my first rodeo and wouldn't be my last. I knew which horse to put my money on. In no time at all, the invisible hover base descended to a window outside the Mayor's Skyrise office. Captain Punishment, wanting to strike a nerve, kicked in the window with a steel toe of his boot. <laughs> McPherson and I followed as the Mayor reacted calmer to our arrival than expected. Skag City has alien problems, Mayor. Time to call in the big guns. Ah, Captain Punishment. I see you still don't like using conventional ways to enter a room. Keep them guessing, Gloomenstein. So aliens, we got them bad. Is that right? It's true, Gloomenstein. I need you to get the governor on the phone right now. Oh, and Miss Inkslinger, always a reliable source. How long have you been on this particular coke binge, Iris? About as long as your last marriage, Mr. Mayor. Oh, to hell with this. I'm on an exploding Paris time crunch. Look, Mayor, I'm Mick Fierce. I'm the guy that tells guys like you to call the other guys, so you know, call the other guys. McPhierce, really? Well, what a pleasure it is to finally meet you. I know, I have that effect. Now get on the horn or get out of the way! <sighs> well, you're right. I need to call the governor. He should really know about all of this. I think it's important for everyone to know that eventually all of us need to be together. Content like peas in, in a, a pod. pod. Damn, you too. Of course he is. I bet he's the ringleader, right? You running all this? Miss Inkslinger, it is a shame your talents weren't put to better use. What kind of alien are you? In English, my species name would translate into, um, Parasitian. I am a Parasitian. Yeah, that's it. Cute play on words. I thought so. I crash-landed here a few months ago, slipped in undetected on a small media during that total eclipse of the sun. Ah, oh, damn it, the eclipsers were right. Well, I'm out 50 bucks. The truth is, I am here to assimilate your planet, to take over and control every human until the entire Earth is all mine. It was a pity I had to start in this cesspool of selfish good-for-nothing gluttons. It has taken me years, 
idea after idea, as the Skag citizens have defied my efforts at every turn. But, with my school lunch program, I finally had my in. No one wants to argue with you over hungry kids. Yeah, hungry kids are beaten dogs. So now, we come to the age-old question. Join us, or be silent. Defiance is fruitless. It could be argued that our town hero, Captain Punishment, often has his best moments right before impending doom. Ah, to hell with it. If I'm gonna die hosting an alien, then I'm having this pocket fruit pie I just found. Mmm. I'm not sharing. As our hero bit down on that classless brand cherry fruit pie, a squirt of cherry filling flew across the room and landed on one of Gloomenstein's men. Ah! Get it off! Get it off! And then it happened. In a room full of secret agents and superheroes, your street beat reporter Skag City found the Parasitian's weakness. CP, it's the sugar! They don't like the sugar! Huh? Oh, let's see. Hey, you, take this. I am a pea in a pot. I keep saying I'm good, but damn it, it's just the truth. As punishment shoved what was left of the fruit pie into the alien's mouth, my theory had been proven correct. I think it's best we get out of here, CP. He's right. New plan time. Uh, how long do you think that'll take? However long, buddy. You know what we're dealing with here? Yeah, but ballpark. Done by eight? Is this the Paris thing? Nah, I got Penguins tickets tonight. Asshole. The day had been dark, and after a few hairy escapes, I finally took a moment on the bridge of the hover base to vent my frustrations. So, fuck all you, and I will cut the throat of the next asshole who looks at me sideways. So, sugar is the key. Right. Agent Leslie, what's the latest? And say it in your sexiest lab technician voice. No. All of our tests have come back with the same results. These parasitians are deathly allergic to sugar. The sugar effects vary depending on how long the alien has been in contact with its host. So we might actually be able to save people? It is a possibility. So we need a plan of attack. Wait! Agent Leslie, continue. Sorry, she's in training. I suggest we split into two teams. One to infiltrate the mayor's mansion during his masquerade ball tonight, while the others go to the Peas in the Pod factory and destroy it. Hit them where it hurts. What do you think, Punishment? Very thought out. Yeah, B minus. B minus? Are you serious? Anyway, in the A plus report, it is also noted that we need to find an abundance of candy, soda, or sugar-related items, which should be easy, it being Halloween and all, but our satellite images show Gloomenstein has already removed most of those items within the city limits. It's the big thinkers that always screw you the most. We need a candy source, sir. Can you call on him, Fierce? I don't know. You know how weird he is. Who are you two morons talking about? Don't worry about it. Somebody find me a blonde virgin! Over the years, I've found myself in a lot of peculiar situations. I once even had a picnic on a pile of dead bodies in order to interview a cult leader. But I was a little confused and surprised to find myself once again in a dingy gas station bathroom watching a blonde virgin spin around in a circle in front of a mirror saying Candyman. Candyman? Candyman? Candyman! If either of you two pulls out a cock, I am out of here. Quiet! It's working! Suddenly the floor began to lower, and down we went into a secret underground facility. When we came to a stop, we walked into a hidden wonderland of candy delight. Bright, colorful machines pumped out delicious treats as vats of soda pop cooled off to the side. Whatever this was, it seemed like something that had sprung from a child's wildest fantasy. Welcome to the Candy Emporium, where all the best candy in the world comes from. 
Years ago, this place was constructed to supply candy for all of the world. The government knew how important something like candy was for morale, so they began to purchase their stock from this place. This family's been instrumental in the development of the world's most popular candy for decades, and only a few actually know where it's located. Yeah, we've all heard the rumors. Don't make me take your eyes, Stringer! Well, well. Mick Fierce, I do declare, why shouldn't I have your slamming, no good, one-eyed, pervert ass gunned down by my Hoompa Loompas? Hoompa Loompa Hoompa Loompa And yes, my dear reader, we were now surrounded by orange little people. Orange little people with guns. Slow it down, Candy Wampus. I thought our beef was settled. As did I when you agreed to marry my daughter Beulah Jean, sir. Oh, yeah, right. You were the one caught not sneaking through my pudding patch, Mr. Fierce. Only a dishonorable hooligan would run out on his word. And that, sir, is what you have done. You know, I forgot all about that until just now. I say, son, you are a frustrating sort. Mick Fierce, you have been charged with breaking and entering. Of the heart, that is. My innocent Beulah's heart. I find you guilty of pan-a-thieving and sentence you to death by Loompa Firing Squad. Loompa, Loompa. Ready? Aim. Loompa fire. Wait, 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 Mr. Candy Wampus, sir. I would love for you to shoot fierce. And on any other day, I'd pick up a gun and get in a couple of good shots. But today, oh, today we got problems, man. Wait a moment. Are you, sir, Francis Townhouse? Yeah, the Captain Punishment. You can call me Cap. But sure. You, sir, are at least 30% of my business. You've almost emptied our warehouses on five different occasions single-handedly. You have kept my family in fine china and silver for as long as you've been able to take solid foods. It is an honor to meet you, sir. Pleasure is all mine. It seems like you got some good shit going on down here. Well, we pride ourselves in making quality products. So there seems to be some kind of problem out there in the real world. Yes, it turns out that Mayor Gloomenstein is secretly an alien that has Say been- Say no more! Gloomenstein is all I needed to hear. I swear that man has stretched my last good nerve. I'll tell you what, son. If you could promise me I can murder that self-righteous Yankee freedom rapist, then you can have anything you need. Uh, yeah, sure. I can promise that. He is the bad guy, so for sure. You can murder him. Fantastic! That miserable SOB has done nothing but make my life a living hell for years now. I cannot for the life of me figure out why, but- Because he's an alien who's allergic to sugar? Well, that explains him then. And there it was. Just like in the movies, our small team of survivors suited up for the final mission. It was decided that Fierce, who needed to get out early, would handle the blowing up of the peas in a pod factory while the rest of us snuck into the mayor's mansion for his masquerade ball unveiling. Come to the mansion and help. Don't just take off, Fierce. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what time it is. Damn it. This vibrant reporter was always in the thick of it, so I was on the mission to the mayor's mansion. Gloomenstein was going down. I wanted a front row seat. Fierce dropped us off just inside the gates, then went on to the factory. Punishment, Lickety Split, Candy Wampus, and myself made our way to the servant's entrance. Knowing the mayor and his staff would never look the help in the eye, we knew we'd pick the right cover. After acquiring uniforms out of the catering truck, we strolled through the kitchen with ease and eventually made it to the main dining hall. Well, I'll be. With all of these fancy decorations and costumes, I am saddened. 
I must attend a prestigious event in such dreadful attire like this. Okay, Swift, this is it. I need you on the sprinkler system. When we get the signal from Fierce that they've blown up the factory, we need to flood this place with lightning gushing dew. Whoa! The most sugar-heavy soda on the market? No mercy. Move out. No mercy, sir. Oh, and sir, if we don't make it out of this, I need you to know. You've always been like a, a cool, kind of pervy uncle to me. Hey, that's all a weirdo uncle could ask for, I guess. Now get out of here, you little scamp. Okay, so now what? We gotta blend in until Gloomenstein makes his presence now. Why? Then what are you gonna do? Oh, don't get all jumpy, Wampus. Captain Punishment, no man comes to my hen house and tries to have intercourse with my chickens. I will not stand for it. I already had to let that panty bandit McPhierce go, so I will be damned if I'm letting Gloomenstein live another day. Do you really think the soda will work? I hope so, son. But just in case, I have brought with me the ultimate piece of candy. The two-sided chocolate thunder? Not even close, dear. The insane nougat brain drain? Makes that look pitiful. No children, I am talking about that screw-ed, do-ed, goo-ed gobnobbler. Okay, we don't have time for all that. So what's the sweet and low? Super candy type bomb thing? Bad for the alien masterminds? I have been making candy for all of my life, and I have never made anything quite like this. Its taste is so extreme, it's deadly. Too dangerous for mass market production, of course. Sounds perfect. What are we waiting for? Fierce, as usual. Hey, Mr. Slows everything down. What's your status? Just got here. Ran out of tape. Had to stop at Walmart. Idiot. Setting the charges now. So far, low interference, few guards. Wait. <laughs> what do we have here? Punishment, are you getting this visual? Everything is fine. Kind of. Who's that with the gun? Content. Is that Lardman? Yup, and he's so cute when he's been taken over. Isn't he, though? Quick, hit him with a zinger bomb. Hopefully it's not too late. Copy that. Open up that pretty sidekick mouth. Defiance is fruitless. Oh, sugar, no! Eee! Oh, oh, man! Where am I? General Fierce? Is that you? Did punishment erase my memory again? That bastard! You getting all this? Yeah, fill him in on your way over. I'm probably just gonna send him over in a cab. I really gotta be going. Get your ass over here, Fierce! Oh, you're... you're... cutting... out... Wee 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 factory set to blow. Fierce, damn you! Over and out! So what's that supposed to mean? We're on our own. Sir, everything is set. Gloomenstein is on his way. Announcing the mayor of Skag City, Michael L. Gloomenstein, with his fourth wife, Angelica Nagowitz Gloomenstein. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us here tonight to celebrate a new beginning for Skag City. Soon, everything will once again be fine, content, like peas in a pod. Everything is fine, content, content like peas in a pod. What are you waiting for? Uh, that? Somebody find out what that was. The pod factory just exploded, sir. Swift, down with the soda. Taste this rainbow, suckheads! He had done it. Well, not exactly him, but his minions had followed his orders and his plan was working. The entire alien crowd, including their leader, was drenched in soda. Instantly, most of the crowd members fell to the floor. Some were destroyed, while others returned to normal, and in a few brief moments, it was obvious who was still left in this fight. 
Blumenstein stood across the room from us furious as across town all his dreams went up in smoke. People always underestimate you, Punishment. You do have a knack for pulling it out at the very end. Hey, when you're good at something, you stick with it. So, we were under the impression that you couldn't handle sugar? So, why aren't you dying? Mayor Body Thief flew through the air, knocking the captain down with a hit to the jaw. I have spent years developing an immunity to sugar. There is nothing on this planet that can harm me. By then, Gloomenstein was stepping on our hero's neck, which didn't sit too well with Lickety Split. Get your foot off my teacher! The boy rushed towards the villain, but was batted away like a fly. Ooh! Tough. Oh. Damn anomalies. Always sticking their nose where it doesn't belong. I tried to move, but I was frozen in fear. Plus, I've always believed that a journalist such as myself needed to stay alive to properly document the end. And this was it. I've had it with the likes of you, Gloomenstein. Candy Wampus the third? It can't be. You already in my crosshairs long before all of this alien nonsense. Prepare yourself for a long overdue death. I have absorbed the fighting styles of over six billion species during my travels. I don't see how you stand a chance. Candy Wampus drew his sword from the sash at his waist, but out of nowhere, Gloomenstein countered by mysteriously having a sword of his own. These two went at each other viciously. Meanwhile, the captain and his super team had finally made it to their feet. Swift, I need a Gloomenstein tornado up, up, and away wind, pal. I got just the thing. Swift's tornado set the mayor back, but eventually he got control. The captain jumped on the alien's back, but was easily thrown to the ground. That's when Candy Wampus saw his opening and ran towards the mayor. I say pucker up, Mr. Mayor! This southern gentleman turned candy peddler, ran over to Gloomenstein, and embraced the alien in a bear hug. What are you doing? Get your hands off me! Don't you play hard to get. Give Candy Wampus some sugar! Suddenly, Candy Wampus popped the gobnobbler into his mouth and in the next moment kissed Gloomenstein with a fire that would light a thousand torches. Apparently, these two exchanged the gobnobbler as well as spit during their kiss because Gloomenstein pushed himself away from the embrace and began to shake. As the mayor's body convulsed and his skin began to peel, Lickety Split sped over to Candy Wampus and zipped him to safety. Mr. Mayor, You've been impeached! Hi-yah! With one final super kick, Captain Punishment sent the parasite known as Mayor Michael Gloomenstein out of the closest window where the gobnobbler ripped him into a thousand pieces. Ah! Swift ran over and sprayed the yard with soda just to be safe. But we all knew the day was saved. Woo! Oh, gets harder each time. Now, <laughs> it's usually customary for the celebratory kiss from the love interest around this time. I am not your love interest. Here. Well, I do declare, Mr. Punishment, I am flattered. But you're knocking on the wrong door. What you saw before was just me saving the day is all. Let's get out of here. The threat had now been taken care of. The heroes did what they were supposed to do and had saved us from an alien invasion. Candy Wampus even supplied candy to the city, saving Halloween and becoming a twisted version of Santa Claus. Free candy for all, so says our Wampus Claus, the Candy Man. Come taste my sweet goodies. Come on, it's Wampa Claus. All cheer for Wampa Claus. Three cheers for Wampa Claus. Who's the savior of the day? Wampa Claus, who's the southern gentleman with the most? Wampa Claus, who's going to take everybody around here and give them candy until their heads explode? Wampa Claus!
Candy Wampus threw a gluttonous celebration to end all celebrations. And for one night, everything was glorious. But nothing lasts forever. A few months later, Captain Punishment was lost in the Brazilian rainforest. He eventually came home, but those closest to him say the time away freed something dark inside of him. Special Agent Larry Lardman recovered fully from his alien infection, but eventually got his consciousness stuck inside a supercomputer. Last I heard, he was up to about 30% downloaded. Swift Winthrop went on to be the host of a popular reality game show, Love Nest, till he was eventually stabbed by a jealous boyfriend. The city's interim mayor, Bill DeSuccio, tried his best to pick up the pieces. I am so lost right now. I don't know what to do. I don't, I'm so scared. <laughs> uh, my wife is Chinese, if that helps. And of course, legendary super spy Mick Fierce once again disappeared into the shadows. As for yours truly, the best reporter in the biz, CNT star reporter Iris Inkslinger, she continues her pursuit for the truth. And in closing, none of my sources will go on record. City Hall has yet to return any of my calls, and no one who has survived the incident can corroborate my story. On a personal note, I would like to send out a special Get Well Soon to CNT Managing Editor Perry Pasty, who's having his seventh double bypass surgery today. Hang in there, Chief. We're all pulling for you. I'm CNT star reporter Iris Inkslinger, coming to you live on Skag City South Side. Back to you, Greg. <laughs> Oh, shit. Damn it. Fierce, you shot Danny. And now, a quick message from our sponsor. This issue of the Captain Punishment Adventure Hour was brought to you by Igor Muerte's Corpse Removal. With 24-hour, no-questions-asked service, Igor Muerte's Corpse Removal, where we think premeditated is just good planning. Welcome back to the Captain Punishment Adventure Hour Halloween Spectacular. And since I lost all my rent money at the roulette table last weekend, here I am once again, back here, doing this. Ugh. So, Captain Punishment has saved Halloween from certain disaster once again, blah, blah, blah. So what does this mean for other holidays, like St. Patrick's Day? Will Punishment ever get a date on Valentine's Day? Which Commander-in-Chief will try to kill our hero on President's Day? Find out all this and more next week when Captain Punishment starts his own religion called the PBR Prophets. May God have mercy on their livers. Same cap time, same cap station. This issue was written by Mac Welch, illustrated by Tony Perry, inked by Emily O'Connor, Jeremiah Jerkowitz, Danielle Hernandez, colored by Mike Hort, Kevin Voss, Amber Malat, lettered by Sevens Martinez, Samantha Burgess, Amy Huey, edited by Michael Hall, published by Brenda Welch. This issue was recorded at Plain Truth Entertainment Recording Studio, NYC. And engineered by Steve Sola, aka the Mix King. Yeah! Puss cat, puss cat, meow, meow, puss cat, puss cat, meow, meow, puss cat, puss cat, meow, meow, puss cat, meow.